Discerning Hearts, in cooperation with Ignatius Press, presents excerpts from Contemplative Provocations, Brief, Concentrated Observations on Aspects of a Life with God, by Father Donald Haggerty. The need for recollection as a prelude to prayer contains a certain dilemma besides the difficulty of attaining it. It implies that a mental concentration is necessary if one is to pray. And so, the demand to corral our wandering thoughts, to tie them down and keep them from breaching the enclosure of prayer. If we succeed in this effort, it is thought we can presumably dwell on spiritual things. A question arises, however, even if we manage to free our mind from distraction, how can we keep a steady focus on God the mind taken up with the thought of someone whose mystery overcomes every thought? The stress on recollection seems to presume that in keeping our attention to prayerful thoughts, we remain in the presence of God. But perhaps God does not respond simply to an effort of attention. And perhaps, neither the removal of unwelcome thoughts, nor the focus of attention in itself, brings our soul closer to God. Far better not to think of recollection and prayer as the control of thought. Attentiveness to God is desirable in prayer, but the attention we are to cultivate comes from love, not a mental discipline directed simply at thoughts. What we should seek is a recollection that surrenders us to someone entirely beyond our thought, a beloved who will never stop to rest for long within a particular thought. It is remarkable how demanding some thoughts are for a show of interest in an hour of prayer. Many times these are useless thoughts, not worth much trouble, even outside prayer. But they seem to take our desire for silence as an invitation to compete with God, and often they win. But can there be something else in this difficulty to turn toward God in prayer? Does the appeal at times of a trivial distraction give evidence of the need for a certain humility about ourselves. We would like to keep our thoughts exclusively on God in prayer, but we cannot think of him so readily. Perhaps no particular thought about God can bring for a long, consistent, calming effect to the mind. At times we can simply desire him without knowing him so well, hoping that this desire will plunge us into a deeper silence and more intense love. Unfortunately, the noise may continue to intrude. For long stretches in prayer, we sometimes can do nothing better than to reach out in a blind gaze toward God, trying to ignore the sounds that surround us. A silence in prayer that leaves our soul ill at ease may be a sign that we must search more intently for God's will. The discomfort may be hiding a divine request, a question not yet heard, requiring an effort to discover it. But it is rather easy to refuse this difficult silence and its uncertainty. It is possible to close our ear to God when he is addressing us. We can adopt a forced self-assurance, convinced that everything God wants, we already have given. But with that thought, the deeper and richer silence available in prayer may become uninhabitable. We will be pulled to the surface like a diver in water who must come up for air. Reflect on a time when distractions challenged your focus during prayer. How did you handle these distractions? 
And what did they teach you about your relationship with God? Considering the passage, how might your understanding of prayerful recollection and attentiveness evolve to balance effort with surrender and discipline with love?